Welcome to the FitFig Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Figarelli, co-owner of Figarelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. We are a private fitness and consulting business. We help you set goals, lose body fat, build muscle, and gain strength. We do have availability in all of our programs right now, online coaching, private personal training, and small group personal training. So if you're looking to get in shape, hit me up, figureliesfitness.com. I got some tips for you. When you are wandering around the gym trying to figure out what to do, number one, set goals. If you don't have any goals around fat loss, building muscle, or gaining strength, you're going to do random things in the gym. I see this all the time. Every time I visit out of state, I go work out in a commercial gym and I see people just kind of wandering around with no real intent behind what they're doing. Now, I'm not criticizing. I'm not making fun. I once was there a very long time ago, but I got tired of going to the gym and pushing myself with nothing to show for it. A massive waste of time, really. I mean, and I don't have time to waste anymore. When you're in your early 20s, you can mess around, you can experiment, you have time. But I don't want to waste my time. So set goals because the program you follow, it's going to be customized to help you achieve those specific goals. So the more clearly defined the goal, the more passionate you are, the more likely you will be to achieve that goal because you're going to be following an effective enough program that will get you where you want to be. So set goals and follow an effective program. Here are some things I've been going over with clients in the gym, and I want to share them with you today. This is going to be a pretty short episode. My challenge to you is to apply at least one of these things. I've talked about goals and programs in previous podcast episodes, and if you're a client of mine or you've been listening to me for a long time. It's all I really talk about anymore because I see the frustration that people are experiencing in the gym. They're just kind of spinning their wheels for weeks, months, years. Again, stop wasting your time. Time is finite. You don't get a lot of it. You can't get your time back. Focus on tempo. If you don't know what tempo is, there are fantastic videos on YouTube. Get on YouTube and search lifting tempo. But basically, the gist of lifting tempo is how fast you lift the weight. What I like to program for my clients, especially new clients or clients who sometimes just need a little bit more focus on slowing down and controlling a movement, I typically recommend a 2-1-1-1 tempo. This is super slow. It could be slower. We could do a four, one, two, one, something like that. Now, what do these numbers represent? There are four parts to one repetition. There's the eccentric, which is the textbook term, or the negative. I would say like negative is the gym bro term. These are interchangeable. The first number in your tempo sequence is your eccentric or your negative. Now, for example, visualize you are about to do a push-up and you're starting in the upward part of the push-up. You're lowering down, taking two seconds to come down. At the bottom of that repetition, you're going to pause for one second. This is your end range, the bottom of the end range. So this is a one-second hold. This is 
not what a lot of coaches prescribe for clients, and it's certainly not what most people do when they do their push-ups. This is going to increase time under tension, put the muscles under a little bit more stress. Now, what I like about this is it teaches people how to own the movement and maintain a conscious connection to what they're doing. When we move fast, we get kind of sloppy and we can check out. This is difficult and it keeps you connected to what you're doing. So you have more awareness. The third number in the sequence is the concentric or the positive part of the repetition. Now this is in the push-up when you're coming up, you're pushing yourself up to the ceiling. For this, I often program a one second concentric. The number, the fourth number in the sequence is in this case, a one. This is the concentric end range. I do like for people to pause here just to maintain stability. Now, this is different for every client. This is different for, uh, you know, people with different goals. Not, It's not different for every one of my clients. This is very uh, much what I program for, I would say, the majority of people, depending on their capabilities. Sometimes I go even slower than this, depending on what that client needs to be focusing on for that session. So tempo is how fast you lift. You break tempo down into four numbers in seconds. These four numbers represent just one repetition. Starting with the eccentric or the negative. Then we go to the end range pause. Then we go concentric or positive. Then we go end range pause. So we're owning the movement. This is very slow. This is very paused. Next, I want you to focus on your breathing. So let's use the push-up again as our example. As you're coming down in that eccentric, taking two seconds, or possibly longer, this is where you're going to inhale through your nose. So you are inhaling on the eccentric part of every repetition of every exercise. This is also the stretch part of the movement. As you're pushing up, you're exhaling audibly, blowing the, the air out through your mouth. And what happens often in movements like heavy barbell back squat or heavier lower body lifts is people will hold their breath. Now, that's a whole different episode. Um, in a perfect world, this inhale, exhale rhythm and, and tempo, you know, synchronizing the two of them and timing them perfectly is unrealistic for some exercises. It's just not going to happen the way that it, it looks on paper. But it's something to at least start thinking about. And holding your breath isn't necessarily a bad thing. It really depends on what's going on. Uh, the Valsalva maneuver is an effective breath hold technique to brace the diaphragm and get you up in, say, a heavy barbell back squat. The idea, though, is just to get more, more and more people thinking about their breathing. Because I've noticed some of my clients who tend to be a little bit more anxious, chest breathing type folks they tend to hold their breath throughout the entire set with no real understanding of when and where to breathe. So just giving this cue can be very helpful and allow you to use your breath to, to generate more power in the concentric part of any movement. So be mindful of breathing. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just noticing that you are breathing somewhat regularly and you're not holding your breath to, to the point where you're seeing stars and you're about ready to pass out because you're so lightheaded. Next, I have my clients focus on rate of perceived exertion. And 
This is basically how intense the set feels. Again, this doesn't have to be perfect, but it's something to pay attention to. So if you're not really noticing what your rate of perceived exertion ever is, it's going to be difficult to get results because you might be resting for five minutes when you really only needed to be resting between your sets for 60 to 90 seconds. Again, this depends on what movement you're doing, what your goals are, and the any, any sort of limitation or issues with how you're moving. So if you're doing a heavy bench press or heavy deadlift variation, you're likely going to need to rest two to even upwards of four minutes between sets to fully recover to then come back and continue to lift heavy. So depends on my client, depends on the goal, depends on a lot of things. I'm typically going to program somewhere around an 8.5 to upwards of a 10 on the RPE scale. So an 8.5 means the client could do one more repetition, possibly two more repetitions. A nine rating means that the client or the person, whoever it is, could do one more repetition. A 9.5 means that you could do no more repetitions, but you could do slightly more weight. Number 10 or 10 rating could not do more repetitions or weight. So this is basically failure. Most people don't need to be working to failure. It can be a little bit risky when you don't have a spotter, let's say for a barbell bench press, and you're alone trying to push to, to an RPE of 10, it's not typically realistic to be able to hit that intensity. But this is something to be mindful of. So this is an experience that is personal. I don't know what's going on in your head. So you're going to have to come up with an understanding and interpretation of the intensity of each of the exercises that you're doing. Your range of motion will affect this. Your rest periods will affect this. Your tempo will affect this. So be mindful of all of those things so you can get the most from your workouts. Every workout should count toward your goal. I think going to the gym is awesome, but if you're just going to the gym to go through the motions, it really does become a waste of time because it's not getting you anywhere. If you go to the gym purely for mental health reasons and just getting in that workout is enough to turn your day around, I fully support it. Now, where it gets frustrating is when, yes, you feel better after working out, but you're not really seeing the results you want after a few months. This is where you need to get honest with yourself. And great, you know, you've, you've programmed enough consistency around showing up to the gym and putting in the work, but now it's time to get honest about what you want and how hard you're willing to push for it. How, how hard are you willing to work? Because changing your body doesn't happen by accident. And it requires a lot of intention and purpose and planning. So be mindful about your RPE and be mindful about your rest period. I briefly touched on this, but again, this will impact the intensity of the movement. The heavier you go, typically the longer you do need to rest. Again, it depends on your goals. If you're somebody who's a power lifter, you're probably only going to be doing, you know, one to three repetitions of something, in which case you are going to need to maximize recovery by taking longer rest periods. But if you're somebody who's just 
general hypertrophy training or overall trying to get stronger, one to two minutes between sets is going to be effective, more or less. This, again, depends on the person, but you you need to watch the clock because it's easy to check out and not realize like three minutes has gone by, especially if you're a social butterfly in the gym and you're caught up having conversations and the time is ticking and now you know, you're fully recovered and you're essentially wasting all this time. So be mindful of the clock. Keep an eye on it. Having a set of rules will also help you get better results in the gym. So standardize your technique. Make every rep identical. If you if you have a set of 10 that you're doing for push-ups, but you start to notice your form changing by rep five. Either stop and reset if you can't continue with ideal range of motion and perfect technique. Give yourself 20 to 40 seconds rest and then come back and finish your set until you have gotten all 10 perfect form reps. Um, Because this will really impact results. If you are showing up to the gym and you're half range, half rep, half half repping some of your sets, it's going to work against you. There are no shortcuts. Just moving through something faster or getting through, you know, loading up the barbell and doing half rep bench press for double the weight isn't really going to be as effective as lightening the load of whatever it is you're lifting and going to full range of motion working on the tempo. So moving slowly, moving, especially through that eccentric end range where you're lowering the bar, say in a barbell bench press, you're lowering the bar to your chest or in a push-up, lowering yourself to the floor. That's extremely important. In fact, a lot of people don't realize, but weightlifting is going to allow for improved mobility, more, more range of motion. It's stretching muscle tissue. So yes, do yoga. Yes, do mobility and deep tissue massage and work on your muscle tissue and your, and your connective tissue in terms of improving mobility, flexibility, but understand that you're doing this also while you're lifting weights in the gym. But you're cheating yourself if you're only doing a half range of motion. So get full extension, fully stretch. That's why I like an end range pause in the eccentric because it allows for this like nice deep stretch hold. Be mindful of joint positions though. Do not hurt yourself if you notice a sharp stabbing pain in one or both shoulders, for example, knees, etc. back off. So this isn't about making your joints hurt. The next rule is technique is more important than the weight that you lift. So I pretty much just covered this. If your technique goes to shit, it really doesn't matter how much weight you're lifting because you're not getting the most from that movement. You're too busy worrying about lifting super heavy and you don't own the movement. You, 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 the, the movement owns you. If you can't go at a full range of motion and pause at those end ranges. So get control of all of these things and keep yourself consciously aware of how you're moving. The next rule is track everything. Get a journal, get an app on your phone, pay attention to everything that you're doing and record every single workout that you do. This is where you're really going to accelerate results. This is when what people come to me and they go, ah, I've been working out in the gym. I haven't really been seeing any results though. Well, what have you, what have you been tracking? 
yeah, I don't track my workouts. I hear this more often than not. Track everything, your tempo, your rate of perceived exertion, that RPE, your rest periods, exercise order, understand why you're putting your your exercises in that particular order and then stay there with that. Yes, busy gyms are going to probably uh, cause you to have to rearrange some things from time to time, but do the best that you very that you can because it, often, especially if you're following a program that somebody has made for you, like your coach, um, there's a purpose and an, an intent behind that. There's a vision. There's a there's a goal that we reverse engineer for you. So we have a vision that we want you to achieve, and we reverse engineer that to get you the you know. And there's the plan right there. So follow the plan. Um, track everything though possible, everything that you can possibly think of that you're doing in the gym, your weights, your reps, your sets, everything. Take videos weekly. This is so important, so overlooked, so underrated. I do it with my own lifting. I notice all kinds of little things popping up. I look back at old videos from even three years ago and I'm like, what were you thinking? As a coach, I hold myself to a high standard, knowing full well that I'm a human being who is always learning, always trying to improve. I am not perfect, but I I should be performing every exercise as perfectly as I know how to do and in that moment, if I'm going to be teaching it, if I'm going to be asking you to hold yourself to that same standard. So I film my exercises, even simple things like push-ups, I'll check in with. Often what I notice is, especially in my push-ups, I like to go into protraction at the top because it's hard and it's also good for improving scapular stability. And that basically means when you push up in the push-up, you're rounding the upper back. You are engaging the serratus anterior muscle. Uh, if I, what I notice as I fatigue is I will collapse through my scapula halfway through a set when I'm fatiguing. This is a, a compensation. It's a sign that I'm getting tired. It's a sign that I'm not using all the muscles I need to be using because I can no longer protract. So that's one indication. The other indication is I cannot pause and hold at the eccentric end range. So at that bottom part, maybe I'm pull, I'm pushing up too fast. And then in general, I'm moving too quickly. Uh, these are all compensations and signs of fatigue. So not, you know, not crazy unusual to see those things, but important nonetheless, just to take note. Next rule is don't get complacent. If you notice that you fall off due to travel or sickness or injury, and you're just, you've been doing great for months or even years, and suddenly you're just kind of like, I can't get back on track. Uh, Or you just, maybe you skip a week, maybe you deload, maybe you're kind of losing a little bit of excitement or motivation around your goals, this is going to pull you down into the depths of complacency. So be very, very mindful of this. Set new goals, get excited about them, take some updated progress photos, some measurements, do something to hold yourself uh, accountable to the goal. So never get complacent, get an accountability buddy, get a coach, somebody who can keep an eye on you, somebody who can text and ask questions to, to then hold you to that higher standard that you want to be held to. Otherwise, I'm going to tell you this right now, you will fall off and you will spiral down. I'm not saying this to be negative or discouraging, but I'm telling you this because I've been coaching for 20 years and it is very, very easy to be (laughs) pulled away from the goals and the routines and the healthy habits that you've followed for a long time 
and go in the exact opposite direction. It's almost like your subconscious rebels against you and pulls you down. So be mindful of ways that you're getting pulled down and set yourself up for success. So get help. Make sure you have support in your life, your spouse, your kids, your friends, your coworkers. People are not indirectly and accidentally sabotaging you. You have to work hard at this because there are a lot of temptations around us all the time. Set your environment up to where you can be successful. Touched on this, but last one, just set goals regularly. That way you always have something to look forward to. You always have something that's pulling you forward, challenging you, giving you hope, giving you energy. If your goals don't make you feel that way, set deadlines. Make sure these goals are slightly beyond what you think you can achieve. If you want to hike Flat Top Mountain in Anchorage, Alaska, which is a challenging but totally doable mountain, but you set a goal of hiking Everest before hiking Flat Top, that might be beyond your capabilities for now. Eventually you could work up to that. Slightly beyond where you currently are is the idea. So you have a little bit of a challenge. You're not overwhelmed, but you're excited and you have to rise up. You have to develop the skill set, the courage, the confidence to get to that goal. I hope this helped you. If you got one thing from this podcast episode, please consider leaving me a rating and review. I really appreciate it. I will talk to you in the next one.